0: Hey, welcome to Jersey Smarties podcast with your hosts Sam and Jay.
1: JJ, what's going on, brother? What's up? How are you, my friend? Good, good. How was your day today?
0: Uh, it was. Uh, it was. I really. Good. I, mean, I wasn't
1: meaning like how was your day. It's, it's, <clears throat> that's a Jersey I just don't thing. Care. Come on. What do uh, we do in Jersey? We say, "Hey, how you doing?" We really don't care how it you doing. It was good.
0: It was good. Yeah, it was All good. Right. Yeah, it leave it good.
1: short and sweet. <clears throat> yeah.
0: So. Um, I'm excited about today's podcast. Um, That's good. We have we have a really good guy on here today. Um, our our next guest is a wonderful young man. He works in the IDD field and keeps a uh, keeps them all organized and straight. He is an active uh, Pokemon collector, a Marvel enthusiast, a retired superstar basketball player, and a renowned rapper.
1: Welcome what? to the show, Hunter Hayes. Oh man, I was hoping you would let me guess hey hunter welcome man
2: good evening fellas thanks for having me and uh jay that's hunter haynes but real close man real close what
0: did i say i was i was choking
2: hey was close checking. enough hey man, you I, know what happens. Was... sorry for that let's add expert gamer to the list as well as anime enthusiast we can't forget the tattoos oh, i love
0: the anime enthusiast um you know i think what's funny um in there is you know nothing was nothing is meant with everything is meant with love um uh, your Marvel enthusi- enthusiasm is, is something we talk about frequently. Um, but I am I am a little stuck on the Pokemon collector thing. What is the allure to that? Is ad- that
1: new? Or have you always been a Pokemon kind of guy?
2: So, uh, no, I, I mean, I've always been into Pokemon. Uh, I was born in 91. So, uh, what, that came, became big in, like, 95, 96. So, I was, like, right at the front of it as a young lad. I was a junior um, and then, in school. Uh, Basically, yeah got a bunch of cards as a kid played the games uh still doing it today at 31 years old uh but uh beyond that i actually recently uh ended up going in the crawl space at my father's house and found all my old pokemon cards so oh, uh, wow. i might be sitting on a bit of money actually
0: Yeah. i, that's what I was gonna say are they like are they like baseball cards in that sense where they collect money
2: uh my sister actually had some but no i don't have any <laughs> sports oh, okay. cards or anything like that
0: oh, all right all right um the other thing um i mean
1: but hold on john we have a Video, wait, wait, yeah. hold on. So, Hunter, do, did you play that Pokemon game on the phone where you had to go find them and stuff?
2: Pokemon Go, yeah, I was pretty big in it, um, like the first year to two. Uh, no, it was a nice thing. I mean, you know, it was a craze, bunch of people were out, me and friends were going for walks, getting some exercise. That's good as uh, I can get a bit on the chunky side if I don't stay active. And uh, even my uh, fiance got into it for a while there, which was pretty fun. Wow. I
1: I mean, I remember I was at, you know, where I worked uh, at a couple of the state-run developmental centers. And um, my staff during lunchtime, like, I would literally see them look like they were chasing stuff. And I would go out there, and I'm like, who are we looking for? Who are we looking for? I thought somebody ran away. And they're like, oh, there's a, you know, Pokemon, something. And I'm like, what? What are we doing? And when they showed me that, I, I I guess the interactivity of chasing it down made it fun.
2: Absolutely. I mean, beyond that, it was, it was a big community thing. I mean, huge trend. Uh, I actually, uh, one of the more fun things I saw and did during that was uh, me and my fiance, we heard, uh, I think it's over in Red Bank, Battlefield Park was a real hot spot for it. And uh, we went one Saturday, nice, beautiful day out, and literally like 100 plus people and uh you know they had food trucks showing up and all that stuff like it was an overnight craze and uh (laughs) literal stampedes of people (laughs) running across the park (laughs) chasing after something and like everyone knew what we were doing so it's like hey what's going on they're like there's a charizard over there it's like well shit i I better get a move on
1: (laughs) it's um it, it is impressive that whoever the creator of that did what they did um i mean i don't know how true it is but then rumors came out that that was more of a tracking system it's kind of like what they talk about TikTok now that they were getting personal information because wasn't there like cashing in on some of those things when you got them to get certain like rewards or whatever like not money but th- there was so, some uh, sort of reward for getting certain ones
2: Are are you familiar with like geocaching yeah yeah so uh, it's essentially i'll I, at least I'm to understand it has a lot of similarities to that now beyond that i mean personally in this day and you know the information age you do anything when you sign uh accept all permissions you're selling all your information whatever it is anyways so you know we're always being tracked whatever it might be um so you know i'm sure there's probably some shifty stuff going on there i personally don't know too much about it because obviously bit of a pokey fan so i was really there for the fun of the yeah community. you did
1: it for the fun of it oh um, yep
2: oh yeah but you know i'm sure uh they're probably you know where wh- where are people hanging out you know uh, aside from that you could register landmarks and i think there was a, a way for businesses to uh I- i'm not sure if they were able to pay money but i know they were able to send in basically to like turn their locations in the hot spots or like uh yeah uh pokey stops and then mm-hmm. basically as long as that was super popular you were essentially bringing people to your location because uh, you would always have to go to those to get, like, items, which basically, unless, you know, everything that's free nowadays has ways to pay for it, you got to go to these pokey stops to get items and stuff. So, you know, it would be extra way to bring traffic to your location, your business, whatever it might be. Nice, nice.
0: So um, I want to move on to the next part of the introduction. Um, sure. Let's talk about your basketball career.
2: Knew that was coming.
0: No, I mean, what I want to talk about, actually, out of that is um, – <clears throat> Your injury. You had a recent injury, correct? Yes. Are you really trying um, to get was, to the
1: injury? You're trying to get to the video. Which one are you trying to get to?
0: Oh, we're playing the video. I yeah.
2: imagine both are coming. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um,
0: the your your injury happened playing basketball, and I mean, explain. You blew out your your uh, Achilles heel.
2: Uh, Yeah, so my Achilles tendon uh, Full rupture So uh, basically it was uh, at the end of Mm -hmm. February uh, Me and a group of about uh, 15, 25 guys uh, We reserve a court space For about two hours every Saturday Um, And then, you know, basically Most of us have big basketball fans High IQ players uh, You know, love playing the team game You know, really just getting exercise Getting out there and uh, playing uh, The beautiful game the way it's supposed to be Um, This particular Saturday, to put it the way uh, one of my friends, Sean, put it was uh, Hunter was cooking and then he was not. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was uh, being particularly active that day. You know, I was causing a bunch of turnovers. I was doing my thing in the post. Uh, You know, know. I liken myself to a white Charles Barkley. uh, Yeah. Last game of the day, last 10, 15 minutes, and uh, I'm such an explosive athlete that um, literally mid-run, I was going for a rebound, it felt like somebody kicked my leg out from under me, and I I just collapsed like a sack of potatoes.
0: And how long, how long, you had with the surgery, and how long were you out for?
2: So, I got surgery roughly uh, a week after the injury. Um, After that, I was out of work for a month, and I was off my feet for... Pretty mm-hmm. much for most of that month, uh, pretty much as soon as uh, I was able to like be upright and hop around uh, with crutches and all that stuff, or uh, I ended up getting a scooter, which uh, a lot of people had no end of fun with. Oh, crazy. <laughs> yes. um, and then, you know, it, it, it's been a long journey. Um, what, we're like about five months removed now. Um, I'm still not 100% walking like I used to, but uh, for the most part, my limp is gone. Uh, really, just having a struggle rebuilding my Achilles—not uh, my Achilles, uh, my calf muscle. Um, so, I'm d- a, I'm,
1: did you well. play organized ball in school?
2: Uh, yeah. I—I I mean, I always done uh, town sports so like MRC, um, JK, NBA. Um, pretty much all throughout my childhood, adolescence, basically, I want to say like uh, pretty much fourth grade uh, through high school. Um, the sad part of that is is that I honestly I never scored more than ten points in a season uh, until I was eighteen. Uh, that's
0: no, that's 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 kind of
1: accurate. Yeah. <laughs> but hold on, I, I mean, this is actually pretty cool. Um, when um, do have you ever met NBA basketball players?
2: I actually, one night at a friend's birthday party a couple of years back in Philly, I ran into Allen Iverson at a nightclub, and uh, he had bodyguards there and all that.
1: But he's a he's short just, dude, not, right?
2: He's shorter than me, which shocked me, because as we all know, he is an absolute monster on the basketball court. Yeah. But uh, yeah. first time I've ever been starstruck in my life, I just, not even thinking, and uh, I was a little under the influence, I, I walk up to yeah. him, and I was like, man. man Thank you for everything you did. You're a legend and he gave me a fist bump. Wow. And uh yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday.
1: So I'm going to give you a Hunter little painted. I'm going to give you a little story what uh my experience, right? So I I actually played basketball in high school and then I played a little bit in college. Um my freshman year in college, my roommate was Darryl Dawkins, Chocolate Thunder's no brother, no Swear. Um and I know that name. <laughs> yeah. So um he had posters all over the room and this guy was like maybe about five, five and two hundred plus pounds. So I'm like, you, you you know, you're into basketball, bro. He's like, Well, I'm gonna tell you something and I'm like, What? So he shows me pictures of him and his and his brother, and I'm like, Wow, where'd you meet this guy? This guy's a giant. He says, That's my stepbrother, and I was like, Come on, man. He said, um, "Yeah, yeah," and I, of course I was like, "All right, yeah, whatever." And yeah, the the, the Prince of Saudi is my cousin too, so um, we'll we'll just go on that, right? So um, we had a pickup game one weekend, and who shows up? Daryl Dawkins. And
2: straight from the planet Lovetron.
1: When I tell you, I was like in total awe of this guy because I'm six two. He's like six eight, and just huge. And I, I just, I, like I stood there looking at him, gawking at him, like, oh my God. And, of course, he gets on, on the court with us, and he's not even, like, attempting to play, and he's, he's killing us. He's just destroying us. Um, a number of years later, we're, again, I grew up in Newark, right? So we were walking down the street one day, and it's like a crowd of people just walking. Proud of people, and I'm like, "What's going on there?" So we take a walk. None other than the Shack attack. That guy is huge. When I tell you, oh, yeah. I, I, again, I'm six two. I felt like a child, like a kindergarten, and standing next to a, a, a grown man, and I just kept looking at him and thinking, "Like my God." And you know how you. How you doing, man? What's going on, man? Hey, and just the coolest guy you could ever imagine. Who was hanging around with him? Remember that band OPP, the rap group. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they had the song OPP. You are down with OPP? Yeah, you know. Was it NWA? No, NWA was out. I'm drawing out. a blank right now. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm drawing a major blank too. And <laughs> what I again, like, it was just. I didn't even see them because he was so bigger than life. So of course, I'm like thinking like, man, I got to I, I, I gotta get my game back up. But I got to tell you, there's, there's no playing. Because this guy is just unbelievable. He's just huge. And when you look at him, you realize you're a lot smaller than you think. Naughty by nature. Naughty by nature. That's it. Good job, John. That, Good job. I, I
2: have heard. Don't know the tracks very well, but I've heard the group.
1: Here's the craziest yeah. story about <clears throat> basketball. Um, when I worked in the psych hospitals, I had a pro NBA player. This guy was seven four, 7'4". And, now, we had Jonathan on um, in a different podcast. Him and I had a deal with this guy. When I tell you again, it's scarier than life to meet them. It's scarier than life to see them. And it's scarier than anything you could imagine when they are off the chain. Wow. Huge, huge human yeah. beings.
2: Absolutely. Um, I have played uh, a few times over at LA Fitness and some other places. And I, even if you play against someone who plays college ball, uh, they're so good at everything. And you just, you know, you don't realize watching the NBA or really any professional sports, you know, when guys play poorly, you know, like, Oh, that guy sucks. Like that guy is so immeasurably better than you. It's not even funny, but you you know, you forget they're playing against equal competition on their level. Like they're in a literal different league from Mm -hmm. us. (laughs) Mm -hmm. their
1: worst day. You would dream of being your best day.
2: Absolutely.
0: So I've had encounters with other sports figures, but the only basketball player I've had encounter with was I was like, and it had to be second grade. It was Charles Barkley's rookie year um, in the Sixers. And my dad got court side seats. So we had two <sighs> seats on the court. Yeah. The spectrum, the old spectrum, we had two seats on the court. And then we had like two seats, a few row back. So it was me and my friend and his mom and my mom were sitting in the two seats back and i was all excited i had um i i Sam, the little um italian hats that you know you wear yeah, yeah, yeah. um Just i can't think out. of the name of them no i can't think the it's not the ones he's he's got on no.
1: um this is a cuban hat
0: i yeah, yeah that's a cuban hat come on honor um oh, so sorry. i was all excited because i had nachos and and jalapenos and i had it sitting on my lap and i got ran over by bobby jones <sighs> Ran over. He went to go get the ball, ran right over me, cheese everywhere. He walked back. He apologized to me. He said, I'm sorry, kid, and kept walking. And then next, Charles Barkley, and I'll never forget, his thighs were like four times the size of my head, standing next to me. He's like, you all right, kid? And I was just like. (laughs) So years later, and I I have to go back. I don't know why. Uh, There's a Dire Straight video, and it's a Sixers home game, and you see Bobby Jones flip over a kid in the front row.
1: No way. We got to find that. It might be on. Yeah, YouTube. we got to find it. Oh,
2: absolutely.
0: Yeah, we got to find it. I think it's money for nothing. So I got to look it up. Any of our listeners out there, you can look it up. Yeah. So I got run over by Bobby Jones, and I lost my
2: nachos. It must so, be a blessing. I mean, yeah, it is. Two a blessing. huge players in Sixers history in one day.
0: I know, right? Lucky so, man,
2: I've never even been courtside. I know
0: that was like second grade, man. Um, so Hunter, you you've had an interesting journey. You right now work in the um. In the field with us um you have a a human resource management degree correct
2: yes sir from rowan university
0: so um but that's not what you started off doing is it
2: oh no i uh i spent enough time and money in college that uh i you know technically could probably at least have a master's or a doctorate depending on who you talk to um if you want to know what were some of the
0: majors you did
2: Uh, Computer engineering is where I started over at Rutgers Camden. Uh, Quickly got out of there, went to uh, Burlington County College, which is now RCBC for a bit for some gen ed stuff. Um, I uh, did about a little over two years of a program, a school called Full Sail, which is based in Florida for uh, game design a huge gamer so I was like you know what I love gaming let me pursue that um let's say I got to about the last six months of it and then when I got to the core of the work I was like this is not for me stuck behind a computer all day not talking to no one ever that was uh the big damper on that yeah <laughs> and, you know, like and football, then uh you know. well this uh, this was <laughs> many years ago of course I was like what 21 <laughs> 22 right. I'm, I'm a wee bit more mature now <laughs> um but then uh after that uh I ended up going back to Rowan uh, for a little bit and I was pursuing accounting and then, uh, basically change of heart again. And then, uh, I actually got out of school for ballpark about two, three years. And then, uh, at this point I can already had considerable student loans and it was realistically, I was about a year, maybe year and a half off of a degree, uh, went back to Rowan looked up what my options were. Um, I had become interested in human resources uh, because of some experiences I had had at T-Mobile. I worked there for about seven years. uh, So most of my 20s, I was there. Um, So basically what I thought with that was like, hey, you know, basically all they do is follow the rules. They hear people out and then, you know, basically do the best job protecting the company and, uh, you know, helping to empower the people around them. Um, so went back to Rowan, talked to them, you know, what I could do with that. And then she was like, oh, well, two semesters, uh, full time and you can have a degree. And I was like, sign me up. Um, so at that point, uh, I moved back into my, uh, father's house. I was in an apartment for like two years during, you know, that span of stuff I was telling you about. And then, uh, yeah, two semesters and Dean's list later, I had my degree.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant.
2: Now, 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 real quick let me just add to the end of that then covid hit literally as i graduated right so uh you know it was it was a fun time
0: so what attracted you to the the field that you're in And um, how did you get that job so or what made you pick that job
2: well it was kind of twofold uh so to be honest at that point uh you know Uh, Didn't make a greatest decision. The previous job, uh, my first human resources job, um, I I, I was uh, I got out of there quick and uh, I didn't make the proper financial decisions or career decisions. I didn't line up another job or anything like that. So I had been unemployed uh, for about a couple months. So uh, I was desperate at that point looking for a job. But uh, the bigger and more important part of that was um, my younger brother, Ryan, uh, is autistic. Right. And uh, so basically when I found there's an opportunity to combine my interests as well as an aspect of my personal life. And then uh, to be honest, you know, I love my little brother, but, you know, uh, wasn't totally educated on the world of autism and the services that were available. So I figured, hey, this is a good job to, you know, get into the field, earn some money, work with my degree, and then, you know, learn about the world my brother is part of.
0: Great. And um, how is how old is your brother?
2: He is 18. 18. 18.
0: Hmm. All right, and do you, you, you like the field?
2: Uh, yeah, for the most part. I mean, I believe in the work we do. Good.
1: You must have a great supervisor.
2: <laughs> I've had a few, to say the least.
1: Yeah, he's had a few, to say the least. But I think the most <laughs> recent one's the best, isn't it?
0: I think the first one that told him everything was better.
1: Well, <laughs> let's go back a anyway, little bit. Hunter. Hold on, let's go back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, Hunter the person that interviewed you was probably the one that impressed upon you the most, how great this work will be and rewarding, right?
2: Maybe. Come on. Quite possibly. I mean, yes. Uh, <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, if, if we, uh, you know, the whole process of me getting interviewed, you know, uh, there was, a, uh, you know, one gentleman who, uh, is no longer with the company. Uh, you know, it was real uppity about getting me in to talk. And then, you know, there was a brief interview with a, a one supervisor, very friendly guy, uh, felt me, you know, made me feel welcome. Um uh, then there was this one real professional fellow who was like pretty transparent, well spoken. And then like, you know, I, I sensed he, this guy had a funny bone. And uh, you know, I was like, "This is an interesting place to be." So you know, it's it's been a little scattered, but everyone's been real genuine, and you know, it's it's a good vibe. Like, let's see what we can make happen here. So yeah, I would definitely go with the first one. I mean, I,
1: I I'm actually trying to see if I could get the first guy you spoke to, that's no longer with the company you work with, to come on the podcast, John. Oh, that time. would be great. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love that guy. I love him. Yeah, he, he's an awesome he's dude. Guy. <laughs> he really. He, he always guy. had
2: something fun to say. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah
1: great man yeah
2: so
0: um so you're in the field and you know i think it's funny because you and i have had a lot of conversations and you are very well aware how old are you you're 30 31 31 be
2: 32 by the end of this year
0: yeah so you're very well aware of um the the difference in philosophies at your age versus someone of my age um, you, you're sure well aware of it. What, what do you see some of the challenges, someone like you coming out of college, getting into a field and, you know, looking at people with experience,
2: uh, some of the challenges coming out of college. I mean, it's, it's a little tougher for me because obviously, you know, I don't have the standard college story because, you know, by the time I graduated, I was already 29 at that point mm-hmm. and I'd been in the corporate world for eight, nine plus years at that point. So, you know, it's not like I was totally fresh. I realistically just had my education, and my degree under my belt, but it's not like I was fresh, fresh. Uh, but you know, basically the way I looked at it is, uh, you know, I'm swapping careers and I'm probably gonna have to take a set back, you know, a setback in terms of financial earnings experience and whatnot. Um, but really it's just having an open mindset. It's putting your best foot forward. It's being open-minded. It's, you know, really, uh, learning how to apply what you learned in school and your life experience to uh, enrich the company and the people around you. And, yeah, but uh, you weren't
0: you you weren't like that when you first when you first started, you had very ideal, ideal idealistic thoughts. I know.
1: I'm say that one more to... time. No, no, no. Um, I, it broke and, up a uh, little the bit.
0: Optimist. <laughs> there was a there was a generation gap for you. Yes or no. A what gener- do you think?
2: Can you rephrase the question? I'm I'm a little confused on what you're driving at.
0: Okay. So what I'm driving at is, was there a learning curve for you coming in?
2: Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, there's learning curves with any new experience.
0: Okay.
1: I have to say. You mentioned something to me the other day. But Hunter's been, um, he's really been great to work with because anything you throw at him, he figures it out and comes back. And he's able to really hone in the skills that you need for that job. It's been Mm -hmm at least me working alongside of him, it really has been rewarding for me to have somebody like him that's young, energetic, and willing to take things on that are new and not be afraid of asking for help, looking at his mistakes. And I think that's what makes people better in general is, is not to be afraid of taking risk. If you don't take a risk, you don't learn and you end up just being stale. So, uh, mm-hmm. Hunter, keep that up, man. True. Don't let any of that stuff ever hold you back. Yeah. And, and
0: I, I know, uh, I know one of your supervisors told you, you know, you need to believe in yourself to get that far. Um, and, and sometimes it's a little hard when you have that, that learning curve, it's a, it's a tough thing, but, um, Sam's right. You, you've taken everything one that's been ever given to you and, um, you always take it to another level. That's what I always liked about him is he always took it to
1: another level. Um, guys are too kind. I know. Don't cry. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's, so, it, it's, it's truly the it's fact a, it's the fact. Yeah. And um, it's great to see. I mean, I know you think at 31, I, I remember when I was at 31, like I thought I knew everything and I got into a lot of trouble because I thought I knew everything. And um, I had a great mentor that set me straight one day and told me, Hey kid, you don't know anything yet. So open up your mind and learn some more stuff before you think you know everything. And And then you never, never, you never know everything. Correct. And and I think that's the aspect that I enjoy working with you, Hunter, is you, you you listen, you take notes and you show your passion through your work, not just become emotional over something. Uh, I mean, emotions are good, but you have to harness them and you've done a great job in doing that. You, you know, when to stay quiet, you know, when to speak up. And when you do speak up, you speak up in an intelligent way rather than just Going off the rails and saying whatever's on your mind because that, as we know, that gets us in trouble.
2: It, it sure can. Uh, I mean, I appreciate it, Sam. I, I, I can say confidently, you have gotten the best of me. Uh, John knows a little bit more about my flaws, but you know, he's helped uh, me shore up on some of those.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's the whole thing. Like, you know, I'm not trying. Like, I wanted to make sure you were better. It, it's you, you, you are. You have all the potential in the world in front of you. Um. So you know enough enough of that because I don't want your head to get too big <laughs> be and you'll fall bad. over and hurt your other foot or something. Um, so you, you mentioned something to me today and I actually, I really, I, I want to have this discussion with both of you. You said something to me and I, I found it incredibly interesting. You said discussion and debate debating is dead. At, 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 why do you say that?
2: Why do I say that? Uh, I say it for various reasons. Um, primarily, uh, I would say it's come down to media, uh, both news, modern media, as well as social media. Um, I find most people these days, um, more often than not, they're the center of the universe. And there's more tools and technology and uh, culture than ever is all about what you're doing. You as a person, as a brand. So a lot of people tend to be self-absorbed. Uh, the downside of this is that it really feeds into a very i want to <sighs> i don't know if it's necessarily a confrontational mindset but uh a, a lot of people view things as black and white right and wrong when in reality there's shades of gray all over the place
0: it's definitely and, a competitive mindset i think everybody's oh, competing with everybody
2: i um, think it forces
0: that, that
2: but uh yeah i guess basically what i meant by it is that because discussion and debate are dead You know, you essentially find, you know, uh, you guys mentioned in a previous episode that religion isn't discussed, politics isn't discussed. People are scared of stepping on each other's toes these days. And but when we no longer able to Mm -hmm. conversate with each other, discuss, debate, share ideas, how are you supposed to grow and change your own ideas about the world? Everyone Mm -hmm. like life changes inevitable and so many people fight it on so many levels but it's going to happen regardless and like realistically you need to embrace it live in the moment and then beyond that like you know if you stay open to ideas that's how you avoid becoming stale or stagnant you're always learning something new you're you know what you don't have to necessarily adopt what you discuss or debate but hear them out what's their reasoning Uh, you don't have to become offended. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be my way is better than yours, but, you know, it fosters understanding. It, it, it creates goodwill towards one another. You make friends doing that, but more often than not these days, people don't know how to talk. I I think you said it best.
1: Yeah. I think you said it best. And um, if we function in the gray, I think there's better opportunity for us to learn more. But when any anyone, it doesn't matter, it takes a hard stance on one side, then you're really looking at bias because nobody else matters. And that's the hardest thing to try to break through with people. Uh, we were talking a little bit about the IDD world and how the perception of who they think these folks that are living amongst us every single day are, are, are bad and different just because it doesn't meet their their world, whatever they have drawn up as their picture. Um, Again, being a person from another country coming here and seeing everything around me, I wanted to soak it in. I wanted to know what is around me. And again, I think you said it in, in the best way possible, is once you stop learning, like things just... Don't move around you. And you have to be open to it. You can't go by whatever the cultural norms that you were brought up with is that's the only thing that's out there. I think the most complicated part of life itself is understanding life.
2: Oh, I would agree wholeheartedly. I feel like I got a good handle on it, but uh, you know, that's today. Who knows what tomorrow will bring. Yeah.
0: Good job. I, I that was good. I feel like <laughs> I to win a baseball game or but something.
1: But I, I have like, one, one final question as we get close to the end. Um, I heard you're a rapper.
2: Oh, Jesus. Yes. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, so explain I was, this, uh, Mr. Haynes.
2: I've, uh, I've always enjoyed rap. Um, you know, Eminem, Ludacris, Big Sean, Drake, the list goes on. Yes. Very nice. So, so,
0: um, Hunter was here. Uh, we were spending time together because we're actually, um, friends. Um, and Hunter, I don't know what he was thinking. I have to be honest with you. I don't know what he was thinking, but he's like, I was a rapper. And he was digging for like, what was it, like 10, 15 minutes looking for the track? Probably. And he's like, he's like, this is an old track. He's like, just listen to the words. The, and you made the beat. Am I right?
2: Uh, no I didn't create the beat Um, it's right, uh, I it a song back. by Pharaoh Monk um, well, the, the I forget beat, what the actual the beat song was good. is but I can find it for you
0: the words were 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 meant to rhyme just I don't <laughs> think <Hunter> was <laughs> it was right
2: my either. first recorded track by the way <laughs> okay. I found a second one that's acapella only 45 seconds very digestible for you I will show you that but my best track was actually done with a buddy who has a bunch of rap tracks Right, can't find it currently. Might be on a Mac in storage that's defunct. But uh, yeah, believe I, me, if I find it, oh, I'll share it with you. Listen,
0: I I will speak for all thirty-one listeners of this podcast <laughs> that they want to hear it. Okay, okay. I, I the will people. For you. We, by the way, I, I've got I got a major announcement. Do we have like breaking news, music, or anything like that? We are. are you ready? We are number one in antarctica off season Yep. 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 they want to hear awesome. your laughing they've never awesome. heard anything like it
1: or seen sunlight hey it, it's amazing it's amazing all right
2: congratulations guys you, you keep on growing i know you'll make it to the moon someday are we
1: yeah. uh, well we're on mars already are we um <laughs> Did we make it uh, to number one in Bora Bora yet?
0: Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, we did. Um, apparently, the uh, it was rainy and the internet service cleared up, and they were able to, um, there was a guy holding an antenna, and they were able to pick us up, and that one or two extra <laughs> listeners worked out well.
1: So, Oh, my God. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. Well, they well, had a video of
0: it. Um, I actually have pictures coming in from South Korea too. Um, they they were uh, listening to us on the steps of uh, I don't know some ancient place at the school and everybody goes to. It, so, all
1: right, well, Hunter, this was amazing. Thank you so much for coming on, and um, we're looking forward to bringing you back, hopefully with uh, another guest. I think you guys have a lot in common with the Marvels and uh, the Pokemon stuff, and um, I, I think it'll be cool. I think it'll be very yeah. cool.
2: I yeah. agree. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, same here. Thank you so much for being on. We'll talk soon, buddy.
2: All right. Take care, Hunter. He's a
1: good dude. Very good dude. Yeah. Had a lot of fun uh-huh. with him. A lot of fun Yeah. With him. So, yeah. Uh, John, Bora Bora, Antarctica.
0: Yeah, we're just growing at an astronomical rate. I, I, I just, um, I actually, we had, we had to hire
1: another assistant today unbelievable yeah. it's it, yeah. it, it's just growing it's unbelievable yeah. it's it's growing up i think it's, it's growing, your look so i think it's the beard huh? i think it's your beard it's,
0: it's the beard it's the overall angel look that i have going on it glows it attracts people um even through the microphone yeah so. yeah well wow. all right well this concludes this episode of jersey smarties podcast
1: yeah a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. Of fun. yeah.
0: Um, everybody have a have a, 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 a safe night, day, whatever. You're listening to this in Bora Bora. What's the time difference in Bora Bora? I think three days. Okay, three days. Yeah. All right, everyone, be safe. Thanks, Sam. My bicycle. <laughs> Bye. If I had one seat, one helmet. I'd give it to you. I'd give
1: it to you.
2: Hey everyone, this is Timothy, better known as Hunter Haynes. I had a great time on Jersey Smarties podcast, real talk, real people. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. And as always, looking forward to the next episode.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to Jersey Smarties. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on YouTube. Just click on that button. Also, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok for any and all updates regarding our podcast. Thanks for listening to Jersey Smarties. Real talk, real people. See ya.
1: Oh, thank you.